Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome, Welcome back, back to Fan- <laughs> Whoa, and he scared me. Welcome back to Fangasm. That's Danny, and I'm Allie. <laughs> and I'm Lindsay. And today, the role of Danny will also be played by Allie. <laughs> will not be confusing. Um, welcome back to episode two, season 20 boos, 21. 20 fun. Yeah. Which all our Canadian listeners are like, shit, you could have been making these jokes two seasons ago. Eh? It's true. And all our UK <laughs> listeners, is it 16 or 18? Uh, I think it's 18 in the UK. They're like, well, shit, missed opportunity for us too. Oh. I feel like in the UK, they were all drinking at like 14. It could just be pop culture stereotype, but I feel like I feel like you're just like, sure, have a beer, kid. You're 16. Sure, have a beer, kid. Drive a tractor, herd the sheep, have a beer. You're going to have to fight a dragon in a couple of years anyway. <laughs> Might as well. God save the queen. Uh, we're here. I'm so excited to keep hearing what the frick is going to happen. Because we ended episode one abruptly in the middle of a hookup. Not to get into the blowdown yet, but yeah, we've got a lot to unpack <laughs> before we get back in yeah. to the packing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Draco was on his knees. Yeah. Packing and weighing in his mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, before we get into the blowdown, I know I wanted to just give a quick shout out to the OG Potterotics that I ran into in Chicago in a rainstorm at a craft fair in my neighborhood, the Renegade Craft Fair, which I think is one of the better ones in the city. Um, I was walking around. Sounds like you're setting up a plot to a fan <laughs> in the rain. In the rain at a craft fair in my neighborhood. <laughs> it was with the with the uh, what's it's a game of Clue. That's what you're setting up <laughs> with the uh, lead pipe in the billiards room. Colonel mustard. It was really cute. I was walking around with Matt, and I had a mask on because my family's coming to town, especially, and so I wanted to avoid getting contaminated at all costs before they come. She had just eaten a big salad, and who knows where that lettuce was. Threw on a mask. <laughs> Let us between every tooth. And so I had a mask on and it was raining. And so I, before we threw up the umbrella, I was like, my hair was wet. And then it was also like frizzing out like crazy. So I just looked like a matted German shepherd. And <laughs> which is the <laughs> normal look when I'm indoors. And all of a sudden I heard Allie and I locked eyes with uh, a group of OG Potterotics. They were in town for a bachelorette party and they were actually staying in my neighborhood, which is adorable. They went to a magic show the night before and they were going to see a drag show that night. And it was hilarious that they recognized me, but they've been listeners since season one. 
And oh my God. it was fun. I got to chat with them for so a little cute. bit and they were so delightful and really friendly. And if memory serves, their names were Megan and Kate were the two that were the primary listeners. And then if I understood the conversation correctly, they ended up creating a book club that spawned from our podcast somehow. And we didn't get into it. So if one of you are listening to this episode, please give us more details about that because I'm curious. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So it was great. We had a chance to say hi to them. So thank you so much for recognizing me and coming up and saying hi. I felt so cool. Matt kept going, when did you know you were famous? Like, when did you think it all started? Was it this afternoon or how long before today did you know? (laughs) This is when, that reminds me of when someone saw on our very first show, they saw Danny running to the grocery store in his Hufflepuff's Like It Gentle. Tender. Tender shirt and tweeted it. And then someone sent it to me and I was like, that's the dancer co-host. He's on the loose. Late and finding, buying something extra. He's late, frantic. That's him. And in paraphernalia. And making a penis bar. (laughs) Is he carrying bags of penis candy slung over his back like Santa Claus? Yes, that is Danny Chapman. 100%. (laughs) Is Danny carrying penis candy that was not in the budget, but he (laughs) insisted be in the budget anyway? Then that was him. Did he ask us if we could budget for it and we specifically said no and then he ignored it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then got some anyway. Yes. Penis cut into the profits. <laughs> I heard from several people that it was their favorite part of that part of the room. <laughs> the left corner of the room, it was a hit. No, it was great. It really was great. The candy was my favorite part of the candy bar. <laughs> Thank you. It really was great, Danny. Thank you. Well, that's so much fun. Also because like, I don't know about you two, but I very much feel not recognizable. And so same. it's like- Oh, that's very nice. I also wonder if they thought about like coming to Chicago. Like, did you have any control over that? Or do you think they manifested you like Beetlejuice and you were going to see them no matter what? I feel like somehow I just, I was going to creep up on their bachelorette party no matter what. (laughs) You know what made me laugh? It made me think of is like, they must have recognized my eyebrows and my hair because I don't know, there's no other defining features of above my nose. And I was laughing because it made me think of the sex club mask that Chelsea made for us. And mine had the eyebrows cut out. Oh yeah. So, or it had room for the eyebrows to show rather. Extra eyebrows. Yeah. And it made me laugh. I was like, it's like almost like even my opposite of my sex club mask. It's like an inverse. (laughs) It wasn't you tripping over your tearaway jeans at the Renegade craft fair, was it? No. I'm in a dead giveaway. Yeah. How fun. I love that. Yeah, it was oh, very cute. I mean, great. Danny, it could have been a twofer. I could have been with you. Imagine. That was a mistake. They could have, if they had just popped over, if they had popped over to this part of town, my address is this, 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 and this. Then <laughs> definitely could have made it happen. <laughs> well, in other fun news, Danny, you are going on your honeymoon this weekend. So please uh, share with listeners what you have in store. Share with us too. We were talking a little bit about it before the recording started. Well, I had so much fun at Emerald Con 2018. <laughs> what we- hey, you're gonna get you're gonna get recognized on the streets from Emerald Con four years ago. Hundred percent. You're gonna get recognized by our Airbnb host. Is who you're gonna get recognized by? Hey, yeah. I think I'm banned from Airbnb now. You left this. <laughs> Um, no, we're going to, um, Portland and Seattle. And I think by the time this airs, we'll be, um, back safely. So I can 
I can tell you guys where I'm going to be uh, without fear of uh, any B and A. Yeah, we're just, we want to eat everything. We don't want to hike a thing. So everyone's like, oh, great hiking. And I <laughs> could give a shit. Love hiking for others. Um, we're going to, yeah, eat. We are going to shop. We've rented a convertible. So you'll recognize us bundled up driving around the <laughs> Jelly North. West, but it really is Marco and I thrive in 60 degree weather. So um thrilled with that. And Perfect. yeah, we're just gonna have like a great lazy, we're gonna be high the whole time and just relaxing. Are there a lot of antique stores up in that part of the country? Yes. I don't know about like extraordinarily or if like that's a destination for antiquers. Yeah. But um there is definitely there are definitely antiques. And my hope is like we did a antique trail like in Indiana, you know, and it was very like <laughs> farm antique, you know, or I'm hoping there's like kind of a point of view on like rustic Northwest antique that mm, all of the mm-hmm. tchotchkes people have yeah. over there. Different ones. Yeah. That Marco can import. So. I like that. Like a mountainscape. All I'm looking for is like one big snowshoe to fly home with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's really tough to antique when you've flown somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to get things, little things. Well, also, we're renting a convertible. So I'm like, okay, well, we can't buy that much because it can't fit in the convertible. True, so true. That'll be our limit. That'll be good because if it can't fit in the convertible, it surely can't fit in the plane. Watch him try, though. Watch us try. Well, you can't see, but I'm recording in front of two lamps, and there's actually a third one available for sale. So people at work, <laughs> this is my backdrop at work, and people are like, why do you have so many lamps? I'm like, because I live in a, I live in an antique store now. <laughs> Everything behind me is for sale, <laughs> including me. I'm going to do like a Zoom filter so that you can see. <laughs> just like prices that just pop up on everything. <laughs> Virtual purchasing. I think the real reason you're going to Seattle is you're going to like map out. You just want to see the place where Caleb and I got engaged. Uh, right? To you recreate wanna, like, the photos. You want to do the trail of, trail of love. Yeah. Where do I do that again? Were you on a boat up here? We were on a ferry. Yeah, to Bainbridge, a little ferry. So if you want to go at the top and- What'd you call me? Um, we were talking about doing a little, um, a little ferry to Bainbridge, so we can. <laughs> we can and we'll recreate that photo. I think you guys get a discount. I think ferries get a oh, discount. Yeah. Big ferries get a little discount. Little ferries get a big discount. We're so excited. <laughs> My psycho is going to be fairy tale- We've got a fairy tale on our hands right now with our first crossover story. Really do. So did we go into the blowdown? A fairy getting tale, of about to at least. Who wrote, yeah. is it Grimm? Grimm's fairy tales? Grimm, yeah. Uh-huh. Are there brothers? Brothers Grimm, yeah. Is that only Harry Potter or is that real? Like there's a difference. Brothers Grimm is real. It's like the real, yeah. Yeah, it's like popular fairy tales that Aesop's fables, well, those are fables, not fairy tales, so... <laughs> Those are fables. <laughs> mm, let's not let's not mock things up. Try, try, to, try to make any of those sexy, but um, I can't. So we could just know. we just have bumpin' grim. Is there any like Barbara's bumpin' joke there? <laughs> Barbara, our incredible author um, of the season. Does the season have a story of a name? Multiversal mania. Multiversal mania. Okay, great. Sounds like WWE. This week on multiversal mania. <laughs> mania, mania. <laughs> Standing at five eleven, Draco Malfoy. Five eleven and Do you smell what the cock is cooking? Five eleven and eight inches. <laughs> Next to six four and nineteen inches, Doctor Strange. 
He definitely, he's got, he has big BDE in a big way. For sure. Capes have big DE. Yeah. BDE, right? Yeah, when you wear a cape, you know. Trust me, it's big. cape on that guy. It's big, and that's why I don't care that you see me in a cape. (laughs) Uh, Should we do a quick little blowdown and get to the story? Let's blow, hello. Danny, you want to blow? Draco comes home (laughs) from being gone from where or when, we do not know. It's been about three years, post-war, and he gets to see Hermione and Pansy, and we find out that three years prior, he was in a bar and ran into um, Marvel's very own Doctor Strange, who showed him his portal. (laughs) And by portal, we mean his butthole. Actually, we haven't seen any butthole. Not yet. Not no, no. yet. We haven't seen Not a butthole yet. yet. Yeah. No. Porthole is this episode. Draco's porthole was his throat. He wanted to put his, yes, Draco's portal. He wanted to insert his mm into his mm. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> so that's where we left off. Yeah. Did I miss out any important details? Well, we've got Pansy and Hermione. And right now, Draco is telling them this is set in the past. Flashback. This will pick up as a flashback. I don't know if this is important, but Doctor Strange's assistant, Wang, right? Wong. Wong. <laughs> I mean, in our world, Wang, but yes, Wong. So Wong, it's right. You remember so Wong, it's right. Ron, it's right. Definitely not Wang. Uh, <laughs> that's his, um, I don't know if this is important, but Wong stormed off at some point. That's right. So yeah. is he going to get a swing oh. to bring it back to Doctor Strange? We don't know. Or that was just a plot point to chase to get him alone. We'll find out. And we should also say that we are diving right back into a hookup because Doctor Strange and Draco are mid-oral right now. Mm -hmm. Oral? (laughs) They're (laughs) mid-oral. They're oraling right now. They're orating. Just (laughs) O-R. They haven't gotten to the A-L. Let's find out. Shall we? Let's do it. Draco's dick stood at full attention. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Welcome to the SmackDown. (laughs) In the left corner, Draco's dick at full attention. (laughs) Wanting so badly to be touched, Stephen pulled him to his feet and seeing the desire and desperation etched across Draco's face, knew it was only fair to return the favor. He'd done such a good job so far, he needed a reward. Draco felt the brush of cloth against his back and turned to see the red cloak floating in the air, a bottle of lube precariously balanced on the corner as if it was holding it out to them. Is this a threesome with the cape? Because this is so much more than we bargained for. If people wearing capes have BDE, capes must have HDE, right? Oh, cape itself. <laughs> I feel like the, the red cloak is related to the black cloth. I feel like if they were in a family just like the plug horns. Or the Ughorns. And the Yogi and Smokey. Like you think like they're much yeah. siblings? Same mom, different dad. Much <laughs> showier. Sherman, dad's recording porn. <laughs> okay. Draco. <laughs> Perfect, Stephen said. Thank you. A little help here? Before Draco could ask, the cloak had wrapped both of his wrists in each corner and managed to pin them behind his back. Wow. What the fuck is that? Asked Draco. It's a long story, but this house is filled with mystical and magical items. This cloak just happens to be one of them. Most of the time, it's extremely helpful, like now. 
although it can have a mind of its own. Draco nodded, unable to speak, as Stephen had wrapped a lube-covered hand around Draco's shaft and began to work him up and down, flicking his wrist a little when he reached the tip. Flick and lick. (laughs) Draco's eyes rolled back in his head, and he lost himself in the pleasure. He hadn't felt this good in a long time. Doesn't Dr. Strange kind of, like, manifest portals, like, with delicate hand movements? He does, yeah. That is a good hand job. He's got good hands. It's like sorcery magic. I feel like there's a sleight of hand job joke here. (laughs) Very. There definitely is. Yes. You, like Dr. Strange, brought that into existence. Now quit miming the hands and start writing that one down, says Ellie. She's got it. Uh, I said, yeah, stepping the hand motions, we need to write it down for an episode title. Episode title. I also feel like there's the invisibility cloak, and now we've got the horned up cape. Right. So just very functional attire mm. in this. Yeah. Draco's eyes rolled back in his head, and he lost himself in the pleasure. He hadn't felt this good in a long time. Too soon, it seemed, Stephen pulled back, moving around Draco. The cloak let go and moved back to the couch once more. Stephen pulled Draco over and bent him over the back of the couch. This cape is very voyeuristic. Wow. It's sentient. It's watching the whole show. Yeah. Like plug. Pluggy. The the cape sat on Plughorn and started eating popcorn in its lack of a digestive system. (laughs) Just threw popcorn at itself. (laughs) Spread them, Strange demanded. I want to see everything. I want to see my cock disappear in your tight little ass I want to see it squeeze and pucker as I pull back out. As he spoke, he applied lubricant to Draco's waiting hole, working his fingers in circles and gently dipping in one, then two fingers, working him up slowly so he'd be able to take him without injury. When he felt he was ready, he pressed the tip of his dick to Draco's hole and began to press in slowly. Once the tip was in, It all went quicker, and before he knew it, Draco was slamming his ass back to meet Stephen's thrusts. Their grunts and moans echoing through the enormous house that it had to be at least three stories. (laughs) Going as fast and as hard as they could, the sound of slapping flesh and mingled moans became too much. I'm about to come, said Stephen. Do it, Draco said. Please, come inside me. Make me come Will you fill me up. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Draco cried. This sent Stephen over the edge, and with one last thrust, moaning loudly, he spilled his load in Draco's ass. Draco, following closely behind, (laughs) sent spurt after spurt of white hot cum all over the couch. The red cloak swiftly (laughs) moving out of the splash zone, narrowly avoiding the hot jizz. Oh my, the splash pad. I was afraid that you were going to use the cloak. Splash (laughs) mountain. I was afraid they were going to use the cloak to clean it up, so thank God he ah, got out of the way. I'm picturing the cloak. Oh, yeah. No, Jizzrags and Jizzrags, their other buddy in the yeah. group. <laughs> Invisibility cloak. Hey guys, the, tag me in. Yeah, the Jizzrag just comes like <laughs> hobbling out of the laundry bed. It's just, it's just crusty. It's just stiff. stiff. It's like a pirate with a peg leg. <laughs> Where's the jizz? <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Not on the couch. There be the cum. Cape, go get me the fabric cleaner. (laughs) Um, I also uh, love the idea that the cape is sitting in the splash zone in a poncho. And just another another form of flowy protector. (laughs) Or if it has sex. Niagara balls. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
just in one of those little yellow ones, just watching. For the for the cape to have safe sex, he has to put on a poncho. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah. Cape condom. Mm-hmm. They both stood still, pressed up against one another, breathing heavily, enjoying that post-nut bliss. <laughs> they caught their breath and then untangled from one another. Still drunk and adequately satisfied, Draco followed Stephen up the stairs to his bedroom on the second floor. He only stumbled a couple times. As they reached the landing, one of the doors to the right opened up. Wong stood in the doorway of the room, agitated, and maybe a bit of anger filled his features. Draco's stomach sank. Oh God, they weren't together, were they? It was never his intention to help anyone cheat. That was so not the vibe he'd gotten from the earlier interaction at the bar. <laughs> you guys, I know that we're not sure that this is Draco telling his mom and Pansy and Hermione every detail of this, but they sort of set it up like, let me tell you what's been going on with me. And he's like, so then the cloak. I like to imagine. Ran out of the jizz zone. <laughs> fled for its life. And then all of a sudden Wong was there. And next thing you know, I'm in the middle of a torrid affair. You guys get it. Mom, can you make us a snack while we get to the next part? Mom, will you make those muffins we love? <laughs> Wait, Mom, we'll make chips and cheese. (laughs) Sorry, Wong. I know it's late, Stephen said, putting his hands up as if surrendering. I would say sorry for the noise, but we both know I'm not. I had a fantastic time. I promise we'll be quiet from here on out. Have a good night, Wong. And with that, Stephen turned, walking in the opposite direction of Wong's room. Draco following close behind. As soon as they had walked the door into his room, Draco made a beeline for the bed. He was drunk and exhausted, too much so to notice the size and grandeur of the bedroom he had just entered. Draco immediately collapsed onto the bed, and as soon as his head hit the pillow, he was coming. No, asleep. (laughs) 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 And the cloak went over him like a blanket. (laughs) Tucked him in. Hey, uh, Wong, sorry about all that loud fucking, but I'm not going to apologize because you know how daddy likes it. Anyway, sorry about earlier. <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs> also, if you go downstairs, watch out for the big pile of jizz in the living room. <laughs> Slippery when wet. Am I right, Wong? Good night. Send that on through to Wakanda. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> uh, the jizz cloth. Jizzy, Jizzy McTowell over there is going to be working, so don't get in his way. Don't worry, Wong. I got it worse than you. <laughs> the C's be rough tonight. <laughs> C stands for cock. <laughs> the C's. The capital C. Tiny little jizz pirate. <laughs> What's the like um red sky in the morning? Like Sailor's Delight? There's something like a semen. Ah, the semen were here tonight. <laughs> ah, we asked for the wrong kind of semen. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you want to hear a, how I lost my other eye? It was jizz. <laughs> At the splash zone. <laughs> the forbidden splash zone. We don't talk about the splash. <laughs> Sex marks the spot. So <laughs> 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 stupid. How do we start talking about pirates? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Is it because, Ali, you said that the jizz rag was so stiff he had a peg leg? He yeah. was like being like a pirate with a peg leg. <laughs> now we've ruined jizz cloths. Uh. <laughs> 
Because they were so sexy before. Oh, They were, really were. Oh, Draco awoke to a beam of sunlight streaming in through the still-closed curtains right across his face. He looked around, panicked and disoriented, trying to piece together the night before. Taking in the room around him, he could tell that whatever he was, it belonged to someone with money. And he knows money. <laughs> the bedroom was huge. A big king-sized bed set into a dark stained wood bed frame with ornate carvings. And looking through the door into the attached bathroom, he could see a huge claw-footed tub. This place mm. was just as nice as Malfoy Manor. Thinking back to last night and the bar, he tried to remember. He remembered Stephen and Wong at the bar, and then everything clicked into place. Draco remembered it all. Listening closely, he could hear noises coming from downstairs, muffled voices and dishes being moved around. He got out of bed and cautiously made his way downstairs. As he made his way in down the long wooden staircase, he took notice of all the magical artifacts housed in their own glass on pedestals. There were so many, the hair on Draco's arms raised as he got closer and felt unfamiliar magic radiating from them. Ooh. If this is a Beauty and the Beast crossover, I'll lose my, oh my mind. God. <laughs> oh. I know, because I don't know enough about, is Doctor Strange, is it always magical things in his house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's at the, I think it's called the Sanctum Sanctorum, and it's it's where um, sorcerers go to practice and learn magic. So I think there's a lot of enchanted objects there. And if I'm okay. wrong, okay. <laughs> we'll get hate in the group. <laughs> don't say anything. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's called the very specific name that it's called. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm like, well, I'm not really sure, but I think it's uh, exactly this name. But I am sure. Founded in 1200 BC. <laughs> uh. As he reached the bottom of the staircase, the red cloak swiftly whooshed towards him. It bumped up against him and then started to slowly go toward the archway to the left of the staircase. He assumed it meant for him to follow, and he did. This cloak is looking for a morning hookup right now. He's like, hmm, I got a glimpse last night. Yeah, he's like, what up? The cloak raised his cock. <laughs> raised his tassel. <laughs> <laughs> Moving through the archway, the voices became clearer, and he could hear Stephen and Wong arguing. From the bits he caught before they noticed him, Wong was not happy that Stephen had brought Draco home with him. And then there was something about merging timelines and universes converging. Uh The conversation stopped abruptly when the two men noticed him standing there. Fix this, Wong said to Stephen. And with one final glare, he walked out. And less than a minute later, they heard the front door slam. Draco stood awkwardly for a moment. Sorry, Draco said quietly. I didn't mean to cause any trouble. If you could show me the way out, I can be on my way and out of your hair. I don't really remember quite how we got here. Steven smiled at him. Don't worry about it, Draco. Wong is always mad about something. It's really no bother. He's very fond of making mountains out of molehills. The tension in Draco's chest eased a bit, and he allowed himself to relax a little, but not much. He was still in a stranger's house the morning after a one-night stand, a stranger who had performed the strangest magic Draco had ever seen the night before. So, how did we get back here last night? asked Draco. I remember you creating some sort of portal that we walked through, but I've never seen any magic quite like that. It was a hell of a lot more pleasant and less jarring than apparition. (laughs) Did you create the spell yourself? Stephen smirked and answered, Yes, I did create a portal. No, I did not invent the spell myself. And it's not like any magic you've ever seen, because it's not from your world. It's from another universe, another dimension. Existing right alongside yours, just slightly different. As a matter of fact, 
That's where we are now, a universe separate from yours. God, when a guy says I'll bring you back to my place, this is not what you expect. (laughs) Let's go back to my universe. (laughs) I'm going to fuck you into another dimension. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to fuck you so hard that in this timeline, we got wicked instead of cats. (laughs) That's a better one. In this timeline, we're getting both. Yeah. Draco stared dumbfounded. Another universe. He'd heard from the different theories and stories as a kid, but he never believed it was true. It was too ridiculous to be true. He desperately tried to wrap his mind around what he was being told. Looking at Stephen and remembering the symbols and the strange magic and just the feel of the house and the objects it contained, Draco could just feel that he was telling the truth, that it was all true. Stephen turned and started walking through the house, not waiting for a response. Come now, Draco, we need to get you home. These spells are a little tricky. Unfortunately, there's no telling how much time may have passed in your world. It could have been anywhere from just one night or a couple months. And I am truly sorry about that. I was very drunk last night, and you're very, very hot, Stephen said as they stepped through the door into his study. He then turned toward Draco, stepping close as he reached out to cup his cheek. I wasn't thinking clearly. It turned out to be an amazing night, though. Hopefully you think so, too, and you're able to forgive me. Okay, everybody, time travelers, consent applies to timelines as well. Truly. Okay. It's another layer to our consent. Do I have your consent? Can I plow you into another universe? And while you're there, do you consent to losing an inordinate amount of time? (laughs) How badly do you want this? (laughs) How horny are you? There may be months of your life you do not get back. Is it worth it? (laughs) Better be a good hookup. Yeah. Draco stared back into his stormy eyes and nodded slowly, a small smile gracing his lips. Ah, the storm. (laughs) A storm's coming. (laughs) Your eyes tell me where the seas be. It'll raise the mast. (laughs) It's also a tough question to ask, like, before he knows how long he's been gone. Because, like, okay, two weeks. Sure, I'm not mad. But, like, two years? I'd be like, well, dude. That's rough. You owe me something. I'm taking your cape. I'm taking your cape and your pirate jizz napkin. (laughs) Come on, boys. (laughs) We're going to Hogwarts. (laughs) Draco stared back into his stormy eyes and nodded slowly, a small smile gracing his lips. It's okay, he said. I don't have anyone back home to miss me. I'm sure no one even noticed I was gone, Draco said, his smile growing wider. It really was a fantastic night. Totally worth it. As Draco stepped through the portal back into his own time on the front step of the manor, he reached into his coat pocket to grab his wand. It wasn't his wand that he found in his pocket, though. Instead, he pulled out a long black strip of fabric. The black cloth. (gasps) The black cloth. Examining the cloth and sliding it through his hands, it was obvious that it wasn't one like any he'd ever conjured. It felt heavier, smoother, and more solid. (laughs) And it almost felt alive? flowing through his fingers and around his hand, almost like water. Because there's so much DNA in that cloth already. (laughs) That is why it feels so alive. Swimming. It's like Captain Blackbeard is Captain Black Cloth. Maybe it's like the the most evil pirate of all. Captain Black Cloth. Ah, I've heard. We don't speak of Captain Black Cloth. I've heard this story. (laughs) The cloth who shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys watched Our Flag Means Death? No, not yet. Oh my God, it's so good. Really? I binged it this weekend. Oh, it's hilarious. It's Taika Waititi. It's the same folks who do uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Danny, you told me to watch that. Oh, right. You'll love it. 
I feel like I watched the trailer and I was like, I don't know if this is funny. So if it has your stamp of approval, then I know it's at least as funny as Impractical Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I bought tickets to the Impractical Jokers show and then I forgot and then about four weeks after the <laughs> after the show, I remembered how you'd had tickets. The greatest prank of them all. <laughs> He reached into his other pocket and to his relief laid a hand on his wand. This cloth must have come from Stephen's world. Similar but different. <gasps> the origin. He wondered if the magic worked the same and if it had the same purpose. Only one way to find out. He was going to have to go fuck somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone's going to have to wear this like vibrating underpants. <laughs> he knew it's time to reconcile, make amends and face the world. It had been long enough, no more delaying the inevitable. Hermione would either welcome him back or shun him. Either way, at least he would know for sure. And hey, if they made up and she didn't hate him, they could try out the new cloth. Hopefully it worked just as well as the one that he could conjure. Gods, he missed her. He hoped she missed him just as much. Draco was startled out of his thoughts by the door opening, closely followed by a blood-curdling scream. He barely had time to process as his mother wrapped her arms around him, kissing his face and yelling at him all at once. Draco looked around in the sitting room at his captivated audience. When mother finally stopped yelling at me and talked to me, that's when I discovered that I'd been gone not for the evening like I'd thought. <laughs> not for my fucking sexcapades. He is telling them all of this. So he did tell the whole story. Well, it wasn't much to tell. He did the blowdown from one night two years later. Do you think he still thinks it was worth two years? Like, was that sex two years of sex? Could not have been that good. He got banged one time and passed oh, out. Wow. wow. Right, he didn't even get banged for each year he was gone. No. And the vibes were off with Wong. So, like, that is awkward. That was a buzzkill. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. This is crazy. Okay, we should have de that. We didn't We didn't do a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, de-do. Be-do-do, de-do. <laughs> That was the perfect detour for what's happening right here in this. Yeah. <laughs> we are fully invested. What happened? For me, it was only a night. Stephen was just plowing me and plowing me and plowing me and plowing me. <laughs> and all the fabric was tickling my balls while Wong looked at me judgingly. No. <laughs> for me, it was only a night. Stephen must have messed up the spell. I never intended to stay away for so long. I needed some time after the war, but for me, it's only been a few months. I'm so sorry to all of you. Draco looked down at his lap and Hermione placed her hand on his. It's okay. We're, we're just glad that you're okay and that you made it home safely. Even if it did take a couple of years to get here, Hermione said with a small, sad smile. Draco's met her eyes, swirling with emotions. He'd never in his life been so happy to be home. The four of them sat in the sitting room together, talking and catching him up in the last couple of years. Surprisingly, Pansy stayed and remained civil towards Hermione. She even engaged in conversations with her without any snide remarks. It was a nice change. After a fantastic dinner, and they had all had maybe one too many drinks, the night was coming to a close. I would never drink again if I lost two solid years of my life after my last stint yeah. at a bar. Two years. Well, said Pansy, I think it's about time for me to head home. Thank you, Narcissa, for a wonderful evening and for dinner. She turned towards Draco. And I'm really glad you're back and that you're okay. She gave him a quick hug, nodded a goodbye at Hermione, and made her way out the front door to apparate home. Well, I think... I'm just kidding. What about <laughs> well, <laughs> Narcissa doesn't show off that much. Uh, well, I think I'm going to retire for the evening and let you two catch up, said Narcissa. 
She gave Draco a hug and kissed his cheek, and to Hermione's surprise, did the same for her, Mom. Good night, you two. The uh, end. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ready? Oh, boy. Okay. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are your drinks up or down? What did we say the last time? Was it drinks? I think drinks up or down. Uh Okay. Great. Has it been two years or one night? (laughs) Was that our first Narcissa appearance? I can't think of her in another season. There was that one time that I wanted her to bang her sister because I forgot that they were related. (laughs) You made a... You made your Twitter <laughs> joke that one time that bombed. <laughs> Other than that. Absolutely crushed. Crushed it. I think it's the only time she's shown up in Vangasm. Few and far between. We've been too scared. What do you think? Wow. Danny, you go first. We'll do DLA. I mean, my drink is up for the sex, but I think it's down for the non-consensual time travel. Yeah. And we take that very seriously, so I hope it's okay <laughs> that I am calling out that but that's a long time for sloppy sex yeah i'd give seven months but not two years well he was like it could be you know two months he only said max two months also couldn't he have just fucked him in his own dimension just get a hotel fuck him in his own dimension he was showing off draco doesn't ask for much <laughs> al are you next well yeah i can go i think my wand's down for same i think non-consenting time jumping, uh, losing two years of your life for like one quick hookup. No way, Jose. Yeah. Did he even get food? <laughs> no, nothing. No, no, he did not. Let the record wow. show. Red cloth, <laughs> write that down. Cape. Red cloth. Not a Mexican pizza in sight. <laughs> a Baja blast in our purview. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Lens. Uh, yeah, I'm probably the same. Maybe my flag's at half mast. But it uh, it feels somber. Yeah, I also feel weird about the fact that if this is the day he got back, that he still hasn't even showered and he's about to hook up with Hermione. Yeah. Great call. Like, this has just happened. You're right. It's the same day for him. He had just, this is the morning after, and he kissed right. her right away. He was just kissing Dr. Strange. He's probably got dragon breath also. Yeah. He's probably covered in jizz. But I have a lot of hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll turn this around. I do feel like the next time I'm running late, which will be this podcast in one week, um, I will be telling you all that I've been abducted and that time has been moving at a different pace. To a different portal. I'm so sorry. Timeline stuff. I was actually only gone for one minute, but I was, now I'm 14 minutes late. So, <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, guys. Last night, my Uber driver meant to take me home, took me into his dimension, and yada, yada, yada. It's been two years. Sorry. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Black cloth, red cape. Uh, pissed off one. <laughs> uh, well. We'll um, play that time travel game with you and talk to you next week. Oof. Same place, same time that you listen to this, which is up to you. <laughs> same place, same time. Same, same. So I'm excited to see what happens next, though. I think things are, I'm like, where do we go from here? I thought it was like Draco's perspective, traveling through a ton of dimensions and then making his way back. But now that he's back, where are we going to go? Well, I think Doctor Strange really screwed some things up majorly. Like, I think we're just about to unleash what the repercussions of that one hookup were. Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, Ghost on the pirate ship. Let's find out. All right. 
We'll see you guys next time. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.